Hello, and welcome to Moving Markets by Julius Baer. Please listen to the important legal information at the end of this podcast. Good morning. My name is Mike Rauber. I'm one of the investment writers at Julius Baer, and I will start by giving you a brief market overview today. The S&P 500 fell 0.3% yesterday to its lowest since November 2020. But one bright spot was PepsiCo. It rose over 4% after it released better-than-expected Q3 results, which were helped by a 17% increase in pricing. And with that, we're already on the topic driving markets, and that is inflation. Later today, the all-important U.S. inflation report for September will be out. Expectations are for an acceleration in the core CPI to 6.5%, while broader inflation is seen falling slightly to 8.1%. It is likely to drive market action today and maybe even in the weeks to come, especially if the reported numbers deviate sharply from expectations. Already yesterday, the US Federal Reserve released the minutes from its September meeting. They showed that officials are committed to raising interest rates to restrictive levels in the near term and holding them there to curb inflation. Treasury yields slipped with the policy-sensitive two-year yield hovering around 4.3%. Germany just reported its inflation figure for September. They showed another yearly gain of 10%. Inflation and its impact on workers is also showing itself in France, in that a third of gas stations have supply shortfalls as weeks-long refinery strikes over pay are going on. On to the UK, Chancellor of the Exchequer, Kwasi Kwarteng said the Bank of England will be responsible if UK markets suffer renewed volatility after its bond buying program ends on Friday. And so the standoff between the central bank and the government continues. The 30-year yield on UK sovereigns at 4.8% is now nearly on par with Greece's yield. This is as UK pension funds are dumping assets to meet margin calls on derivatives they used to help ensure they could keep paying retirees, even if interest rates changed. The British pound remains highly volatile, this morning at just below 111 against the US dollar. Turning to Asia, the yen is holding at just below 147 against the dollar, a 24-year low, even as producer prices in the country rose a greater than expected 9.7% on the year, a data release showed. Japan's finance minister, Shunichi Suzuki, said that Japan will take bold action, if necessary, against speculative moves in the foreign exchange market. And Hong Kong's Hang Seng is 1% lower. This benchmark index is now at the brink of closing 50% below its record high reached in 2018. Hong Kong's administration is reported to consider a property tax cut and visa changes to lure talent. In commodities, The fallout from the Ukraine war is showing itself too. There are reports that the Biden administration is weighing a ban on Russian aluminium and China may start importing corn from Brazil as early as December, part of a drive by the world's top buyer to reduce dependence on the US and replace supplies from Ukraine. And US officials are reported to fear that its strategy of capping the price of oil that Russia gets will not come through following the OPEC plus cut announced last week. Brent oil is over $92 a barrel this morning. With all of this, 
European equities are expected to open lower, but markets are now awaiting the US CPI release at 2.30 local time. This is all on the markets wrap today. And now, I'm pleased to hand over to Roberto Cominotto, equity research, on why he thinks European automobile stocks are worth taking a closer look now. Good morning. In times where everyone is talking about a recession, a call on the highly cyclical automotive sector is for sure very contrarian. We're not saying that uh, the industry is immune to the economic downturn. Earnings estimates for 2023 will probably have to come down. But we believe the industry is much better placed in this, in this downturn than in previous downturns. Usually, the automotive sector enters a downturn after years of solid deliveries, a saturated market and oversupply of new cars. But this time it's different. This year's car production is still almost 20% below the 2017 peak. And this is the fifth year of weak global car sales. For instance, in the US market, the current car fleet is on average 13 years old compared to nine to 10 years in the past. So there should be pent up demand. Supply chain bottlenecks are easing, but they are far from returning to normal. This means that the new car supply will remain constrained and this should continue to support pricing power and margins. At the same time, investor sentiment is very pessimistic and car stocks are trading at record low valuations. All of the European car manufacturers are currently trading at PEs between three and five. So maybe we're a bit too early. Recession fears may not have peaked just yet, but for investors with an investment horizon that goes beyond this downturn, we believe the car industry looks attractive here. Thank you very much, Roberto. Interesting thoughts. This concludes today's podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. We do hope that you'll join us again. Goodbye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Wealth Insights is a podcast series where Julius Bear experts discuss topics from a wealth management perspective. Whether it's starting a business, preparing for retirement or transferring wealth to the next generation, our experts provide answers to the relevant questions. Available now on all good platforms, search for Wealth Insights on your favourite podcast player.